Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Interesting story here involving Panera, and it's not the kind of story you'd expect after hearing the word Panera. Panera is this mellow restaurant, but Panera now displaying warning about its caffeinated lemonade in all stores after a lawsuit over customers' death. From NBC News, and Elizabeth Chuck wrote it. James sent it to me, by the way. Thanks a lot. And by the way, at the end, we're going to discuss a legal concept that a lot of people are going to jump on and go, what about that? Uh, all Panera Bread restaurants are now displaying enhanced disclosures about the restaurant chain's highly caffeinated lemonade, according to a spokesperson speaking recently. There's a lawsuit been filed by the family of a young woman who died after drinking the beverage. The lawsuit was filed this past week, seen by NBC News, alleges that a woman who was an Ivy League student with a heart condition died after she drank Panera's charged lemonade last year. Now, a large charged lemonade contains 390 milligrams of caffeine. And the FDA says that about 400 is the daily maximum for humans' safe consumption. The legal complaint called charged lemonade a dangerous energy drink and argues that Panera failed to adequately warn consumers about the ingredients, which also include guarana extract, which is also a stimulant. The large cup contains more caffeine than standard cans of Red Bull and Monster Energy drinks combined, as well as the equivalent of almost 30 teaspoonfuls of sugar. Caffeine content of Panera's charged lemonade has always been listed in store, according to Panera, but an exclusive statement to NBC on Saturday, Panera said all of its stores throughout North America have now added more detailed disclosures about the beverage, and this has been going on the last few days. Uh, they say, we were saddened to learn this week about the tragic passing of Sarah Katz. While our investigation is ongoing out of an abundance of caution, we have enhanced our existing caffeine disclosure for these beverages at our bakery cafes on our website and on the Panera app. The new language states that charged lemonade contains caffeine, should be consumed in moderation, is not recommended for children, not recommended for people sensitive to caffeine, not recommended to pregnant or nursing women. Uh, meanwhile, a partner at the Philadelphia-based law firm who is representing the Katz family said Saturday that the verbiage does not provide context for the amount of caffeine in the drink, nor does it explain that it contains an additional stimulant. It's misleading in the sense that it's not indicating that it is an energy drink. I'm happy that we're moving in the direction of making a change, but I consider these baby steps. Now, the FDA told NBC that it was gathering information about the death, which occurred in September of last year. She had gotten a large charged lemonade hours before she died and had at least one charged lemonade in the days prior, according to her roommate and close friend. Uh, her roommate and close friend says she was very, very vigilant about what she needed to do to keep herself safe. I guarantee if she had known how much caffeine this was, she never would have touched it with a 10-foot pole. At the time of her death, charged lemonade was offered side-by-side -side with all Panera's non-caffeinated and or less caffeinated drinks in the location near the woman's campus, according to the suit. Photos of the menu and the beverage dispensers in the store included in the complaint shows advertised as plant-based and clean, containing as much caffeine as the restaurant's dark roast coffee. But at 390 milligrams, a 30-fluid-ounce large charged lemonade has more caffeine in total than any size of the company's dark roast coffee. And that's according to the complaint, those numbers that appear to line up with Panera's nutrition facts on its website. Now, the woman who died was diagnosed at the age of five with a disorder of the heart's electrical system that can cause abnormal heart rhythms 
as a result of exercise or stress. She followed her doctor's recommendations to avoid large amounts of caffeine and never knowingly consumed energy drinks, according to the lawsuit. So their argument is, look, it's lemonade. It's lemonade. We didn't think that was an energy drink. Of course, it's called charged lemonade, which might mean something. I don't know. About a week and a half before she died, she bought an unlimited SIP club membership from Panera, which allows customers to pay a fee for unlimited refills of certain drinks. Charged lemonade is one of the beverages available through that SIP club. Now, they say that if charged lemonade is going to remain on the menu, it should be less accessible to customers. Um, so the attorney says she thought it should be behind the counter and that it should not be eligible for refills. By virtue of being part of the Unlimited Sip Club, it's suggesting to consumers that it's safe to have more than one, and that is a big problem because it's not safe to have one, let alone more than one. So I'm not sure if it's really that fair to say it's not safe to have one because it is right below the limit of the FDA, and it's the only caffeine you had all day. How unsafe is that? People are going to ask the obvious question or raise the obvious point and say, Steve, is this not a slam dunk win of a case for the plaintiffs? Because there's an item on the menu which she drank, she died. They then ran out and put up a sign saying, warning about this drink. Isn't that warning sign just the red flag you need to walk into court and go, hey, they now admit there's a problem. There's a warning sign there. And that's actually a very, very interesting thought logic-wise. But you have to think this all the way through because people who draft the rules of evidence have. And our society will often uh, have things that they want people to do. And the rules of evidence that apply in cases, uh, there's state rules and federal rules. And the federal rules of evidence are most well-known to attorneys. And I don't know where this case was filed in federal court or state court. I don't know if they mentioned that in here, just Monday's lawsuit. But many state courts follow rules quite similar to the federal rules. I'm I'm confident in saying this, that in the law, there's a concept that they call a subsequent remedial measure. Subsequent is a lawyer's word for after, afterwards. So prior and subsequent is before and after, okay? Uh, FRE, Federal Rule of Evidence 407, subsequent remedial measure. Here's what it says. When measures are taken that would have made an earlier injury or harm less likely to occur. Evidence of the subsequent measures is not admissible to prove negligence, culpable conduct, a defect in a product or its design, or a need for a warning or instruction. The court may admit this evidence for another purpose, such as impeachment, or if disputed, proving ownership, control, or the feasibility of precautionary measures. So, simply stated, at the beginning of this case, the plaintiff's attorney cannot get up and say, we're going to prove to you that this drink is dangerous, and they knew it. You know why? Because after our client died, they put up a sign saying, hey, caffeine in here, be careful. That sign proves that they admit that everything's wrong, and they throw money at us. Can't do that. Because... What the rules designed to do is protect people who do the right thing, if even they do it a little bit late. And so if this rule didn't exist, attorneys would be advising their clients, don't put that sign up until after the trial's over, because the sign will come back to kill us. But instead, when the lawyers at the big corporations hear about an injury, they go, what can we do right now to help this situation? We don't want it to happen again. 
So faced with that distinction of what your thought process is at the moment you hear somebody got hurt, we could stall till the trial is over to fix the problem, or we can fix it now and not worry about that haunting us. Now, you might say, but Steve, there were some exceptions there I caught. Yes. So for instance, let's suppose that I own a building. I own a building. And out front is a broken step. Okay? And about once a week, somebody comes by and trips and falls down my steps because the broken step is there. And someday, somebody comes along and goes, Steve, you know something? You really have to fix that step. We've been sued like 15 times. So I fix the step. We go into court because I got sued 15 times. And um, one of the lawsuits, they go, um, you know, we're suing you because you own this building. And I go, I don't own that building. No, 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 no. I'm, I don't own that building. Well, then how is it that you managed to fix the step if you don't own the building? <laughs> See, that can be used for another purpose. And so there are other ways that you might be able to sneak it in. But trust me, right now, there are attorneys on both sides. One side's going, how can we get this in? The other side's going, how can we keep it out? But the preference of the courts is to keep it out. Because if they could keep it out, that would mean that the companies are more likely to step in and fix something quickly. And so it's a tragedy that one person died. It would be a tragedy if more people died after they knew it was a problem. And you might say, but Steve, at that point, the remedy is that the second, third, and fourth deaths get to go for punitive damages. Well, no, we don't want to be fixing everything in the courts. We'd like to keep cases out of court if we can. So the ideal situation would be that no one dies after this. So clearly, they're on notice that there's a potential problem here, and they have done what they think they can do to get the word out, but that evidence of them getting the word out is not admissible against them to prove their negligence, culpable conduct, or there's a defect in the product or its design, or a need for a warning or instruction. It cannot be done for that purpose. However, it could be brought in for another reason. It does say such as impeachment. So let's suppose a witness got up on the stand, was testifying on behalf of the corporation, Panera, whoever owns Panera, gets up on the stand and goes, we know how much caffeine is in there. We know about the other stimulants. It is perfectly safe. It is perfectly safe for everybody and anything under the sun. Anybody can drink it. Really? Isn't it true that right now you've got a sign that says pregnant women, nursing women, blah, 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 blah. Because they have to impeach what he just said. But of course, trust me, <laughs> every attorney on that, ste- on the, on the, every witness who's going to testify for that corporation will be coached by the attorneys. By the way, here's what we've got to avoid going anywhere near because of the fact that we want to keep this out. And so I know some of you want to say, Steve, this is just attorney games. No, this is not attorneys. The federal rules of evidence. Um, the federal rules of evidence are, are, are laws and law books, right? It's, it's how the courts are conducted. And so those weren't drafted in that sense by lawyers to protect lawyers. Those rules were drafted because somebody has made the decision that as a society, it would be better if we allowed people to fix things as quickly as possible without fear of it coming back to haunt them later in a lawsuit. So that's a federal rule of evidence, 407, subsequent remedial measures. And so that's about whether or not the evidence of this warning can get into the trial to prove anything about what happened to this woman. That's all I'm getting at here. So it's a tragic story. Uh, It's very, very sad. And I'll admit that if I went into a Panera and ordered a lemonade, I would not suspect it was an energy drink, 
but I would wonder about the word charged, and I would be have, would have been curious to know what it contained, but I drink caffeine like it's going out of style. So NBC News, Elizabeth Chuck wrote that Jameson, thanks a lot. Panera now displaying warnings about his caffeinated lemonade in all stores after a lawsuit over customers' death. Questions, your comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Don't watch the clock. Do what it does. Keep going.